Hello, everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting live on SoundCloud, Spreaker, TuneIn, and on iTunes exclusively. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe to all the latest podcasts. And, of course, you can reach us by email, richsportstalk at gmail.com. A lot to get on to the show today, but we're going to focus on the NBA for today's podcast. And one of the things... That's always interested me is this notion in sports that we never really talk about. And it's how greatness affects other people, but maybe in a way you don't think of. And let me get into this a little bit. It involves one of the biggest teams in the NBA postseason, the Boston Celtics, and their head coach, Brad Stevens. When we talk about greatness, we usually talk about the greatness of said individual. What we don't get into usually is the impact of that greatness on other people. The Toronto Raptors have fired Dwayne Casey, and he is one of the finalists for Coach of the Year. Now, many people are out there saying, well, he got fired because they lost to LeBron James again. The Raptors got swept in four games by LeBron James. Is that part of the decision for the Raptors? I think so, but... There's something that not a lot of people are talking about, and it's the impact of Brad Stevens. Because when owners are sitting and watching the games and watching the rest of the league, they're seeing what he is doing with the Boston Celtics without their two best players. Keep in mind, Gordon Hayward went down the first game of the season, so he's been without his second best player all season and lost Kyrie Irving right before the playoffs. And a lot of people, and I was one of them, I was one of them, and I'm a huge Brad Steen fan, but I'm looking, I'm saying, man, I thought they're two best players. Maybe they'll win a series, maybe they'll make it interesting in the second round, but they're not getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, but they did. They're doing it without their two best players. And I think that's one of the reasons why we saw Casey get relieved of his duties in Toronto. And I think this is the beginning of a lot of firings, especially in the Eastern Conference with coaches. Because what these owners are going to see is Brad Stevens having the success without his two best players. That they're in the Eastern Conference playoffs and in the Eastern Conference finals without their two best players. And these owners are going to go, why can't you be more like Brad Stevens? How can you not be as successful? Now, I think he's the best mind in basketball currently. And we've seen his impact on the Celtics team over the last few seasons. But we've seen this in other sports too, where the greatness of one coach has a trickle-down effect where we see organizations in direct competition basically make the assumption, why can't we beat this guy? Why, why can't you beat this guy? We've had multiple examples of this. Uh, I'll start with the NFL and the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick has been the head coach of the New England Patriots for two decades now, right? How many coaches just in the AFC East have there been? With the New York Jets, the Buffalo Bills, and the Miami Dolphins. And all these owners who are constantly getting beat by Belichick in that system. They panic and they say, well, this coach isn't working. We got to find the next Belichick. Well, there isn't another Belichick. There isn't another Brad Stevens in the NBA. But these owners keep saying, well, if they found a genius, we have to find a genius. And you see this panic and 
all this movement, trying to find the right coach. And we've seen it in college football. Look at the SEC, where Les Miles beat Alabama twice, went over 70% of his game, and put LSU pretty much at 10-2 and every single season. He was just in the same conference as Nick Saban, and LSU decided to relieve him of his duties. What happened to Tennessee a couple months ago when they hired Greg Schiano? And fans came out and blasted the move and basically hid behind this idea that he was involved in the Penn State case when it was hearsay that he was even proposed. It was basically, I heard from this person that this person maybe that he might have known a little bit in the whole Penn State thing. And I get it. I wouldn't hire one that was involved in that Penn State scandal, but let's be honest. The reason that Tennessee fans are putting that out there, it wasn't because they were upset about Penn State. It's because they didn't like him as a head coach. And they felt he wasn't going to be competitive with Nick Saban. Let's just get that out of the way. I mean, be honest, Tennessee. Be honest. That was the reason why you complained. It was because you didn't want Greg Schiano, And you tarnished his... reputation and now you've hurt your not only Tennessee but the whole conference because if you're a bright young football coach why are you going to want to go to the SEC it's not the same as it used to be you're going to have to go against Nick Saban and Alabama who is rolling right now bringing in the number one recruit classes every single year and you can win nine to ten games We've seen multiple coaches do that in the SEC and get fired and lose their job. If you win 9 to 10 games in pretty much any other conference, you're getting a big extension. In the SEC, it's like, well, you went 10 and 2, but you lost to Alabama, who's clearly the best dynasty in college football, but we're going to have to relieve you. What? And we're seeing this in the NBA, and I think you're going to start seeing this trickle-down effect Because Brad Stevens, look at what he is doing in Boston without his best two players. Already have a 2-0 lead on the Cavaliers. And I really do feel they're going to win this series. Because I, and also a lot of people you know who listen to me and follow this podcast, I'm a big LeBron James supporter. But I'm looking at this team right now. I don't see them winning three straight games at home. That's the only way they can win the series. They're not winning two games in Boston. They can possibly split. But if Cavs has any hope of win this series, they're going to have to sweep at home and basically try to steal one, six, or seven in Boston. And to be honest with you, I don't really see them doing that. And in the NBA, more than any other league, it's more about the star than the head coach. But Brad Stevens like Greg Popovich for 20 years, is showing the impact of a great coach. But let I thought let's do a little fun game here. And let's take a look at the final four teams in the NBA playoffs. And then I'll, I'll expand a little bit, but let's just start with the front four teams, okay? If I was to tell you each of those teams lost their number one and number two players, do you think they'd be in the same position as the Celtics? Let's start in Cleveland. Let's look at the Cavaliers. If LeBron and Kevin Love were hurt right before the postseason, weren't able to play, do you really think the Cavs would win a game 
a game, not a series, a game in the postseason. No. Let's go to the West. Houston. Chris Paul and James Harden can't play. Think they're getting through around the postseason? No. The one exception may be Golden State. But we've seen this team without Stephen Curry throughout the regular season. They were just slightly above 500. If you took Kevin Durant out of the mix, sure, they still have Draymond Green and Klay Thompson. And could they win a series or two like that? Yeah, because they have such a loaded team and they're very talented. But do you think they could get through a healthy Houston with just those two guys? No. And we're looking at what Boston is doing. And Boston, to me, is going to be the next reigning dynasty in the NBA. Because they have a Kyrie Irving. Because they have cap space. Because they have a lot of young players. And because they have a multitude of draft picks over the next few years. But the number one reason is Brad Stevens. They have a head coach. We've seen what he has done to players and how he has elevated them. Think of Isaiah Thomas before and after Brad Stevens. Isaiah Thomas is a C-plus player. Doesn't play defense, small, decent point guard. Maybe can get you 16, 17 points a game. He's a C-C-plus player. When he was in Boston, he was an MVP candidate. Think about that. He was an MVP candidate before Boston and after Boston. Look where he is. There is a huge difference. So to me, this is the start of a new possible dynasty in the NBA. I'm not saying they're going to rattle off championships, but Boston's going to be in the thick for a title for years to come because of their youth, because of their draft picks, but more importantly because of their coach. And it will be interesting if this series continues to go south. Let's say Boston gets this in five or six games. And even though LeBron is having a great series, which he is, I think it's going to signal to him he's going to need a new change of pace. Now we can get into where he's going to go when his season is over. We're going to have a whole special episode based on that, so stay tuned where I think are the places he could end up in the offseason. When we talk about the best coach, and finally they're considering Brad Stevens for coach of the year, but in a coach's vote, or the the coach's vote for coach of the year, Brad Stevens didn't get a single vote. And I get it, he had Kyrie Irving. I get that he had a talented roster, and I get he's in the Eastern Conference, and I get the postseason doesn't come into it, but you look at what he has done year after year in Boston with decent rosters, and finally this year he gets two stars, and one goes down the first game of a season, and how he kept that team together, because think about it. Could you imagine the morale of that team? After that Cleveland game, where they lose Gordon Hayward, most teams would say, oh, that's it for the year. You know, we might make the playoffs, but man, we're not going anywhere. And more importantly, right before the playoffs, they lose Kyrie Irving. You're telling me that he loses his number one and number two player, and he's two games away from the NBA Finals. It's one of the most impressive coaching jobs I've ever seen. 
I mean, just think about this. Go through every team in the postseason. If I was to tell you they would lose their number one and number two players and not have them for the postseason because of injury, maybe Golden State is the only team I could see just because they're so absurdly talented and loaded that could win a playoff series. Is Philadelphia winning without Simmons and Embiid? No. They're not. Just think about all the teams. Go through every single team in this postseason. If I was to tell you their number one and number two player on that team was out for the postseason, you weren't going to have them for a minute in the postseason. You would say, man, they'd be lucky to win a series. Even the current ones, these are to me, these are the four best teams in basketball that are left. You take LeBron and Kevin Love out, Cleveland, I would be surprised they could win a playoff game. Houston, the same thing. I think they could be an okay playoff team, but do I really think they'd win a series? No. The only exception may be Golden State just because of how absurdly talented they are. But we've also seen them without Stephen Curry this year for a multiple multiple amount of games, and they were just over 500, and they still had Kevin Durant. I mean, they had the best lineup in the NBA just without Curry, and they really struggled without him. If I was to tell you Durant and Curry weren't both out there, could Klay Thompson carry the load? Probably. Could Draymond Green and Klay Thompson win a playoff series and maybe get them to the finals? Yeah, but they also have a great coach, and they have one of the best rosters we've ever seen in the NBA team. I mean, Klay Thompson on every other team is probably the number two guy. In some cases, he's the number one guy, and he's the third guy in Golden State. So I think we have to really appreciate the job that Brad Stevens has done. And I think it's just the beginning because, like I said, we've seen the impact of Nick Saban and Bill Belichick at football, how those divisions and conferences are panicking and they're firing coaches even though they have decent coaches, and we've seen that now. And I think we're going to start seeing this in the East. We've seen that Dwayne Casey's now out of Toronto. Even though he was a Coach of the Year candidate, I think the presumption, especially in the East where you see the Celtics a lot, is you're going to see these owners – don't necessarily know a lot about basketball. And if they lose in the playoffs, are going to keep saying, well, look what Brad Stevens did without his number one and number two player. You have a healthy roster and you can't win a playoff game. I think this is just the start of not only the Celtics becoming the next possible dynasty in the NBA, but really where we start to see an influx of coaches being fired because of Brad Stevens. Because we've seen it in a lot of different scenarios, especially in football, where when you get a great coach that impacts a conference or a division, other teams panic and try to catch up, even though they don't have a great coach. There's not, there are other Brad Stevens out there. I know everyone's looking for the next Brad Stevens. Everyone's been looking for the next Bill Belichick for the last 20 years. Has anyone found him? Everyone's looking for the next Nick Saban in college football. There's a lot of great college football coaches. But is there one as successful for as long and has been as good a recruiter as Nick Saban, especially in the SEC? No, there hasn't been. So this, to me, what Brad Stevens is doing, without his two best players, 
is sure of amazing. And if you're in the East, it could be a long next decade because the Celtics are young. They have all those draft picks. And more importantly, they have what I consider the best coach in the NBA. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, if you'd like to listen, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spreaker, TuneIn, and, of course, all podcasts are available and streaming on iTunes. Make sure to download, follow, and subscribe. We would love to hear from you, the fans. We have richsportstalk at gmail.com open. We'd love to get your feedback, questions on the show. Going to be talking about the NBA playoffs in the coming weeks, a little bit of NFL offseason as well. Lots of baseball to get into, too, so remember to follow and keep listening to Rich Sports Talk.